We're live. Oh, it's it's back on. <laughs> We're live. Hello, hello, everyone. Hi, Chris. I know I haven't seen you in a, a couple of weeks because of financial planning stuff for me, tax time for you, it all putting together. What is that? You know, we had a few weeks off. Um, can you hear me? She mean I don't know. If she I lost her. Maybe I lost her. Did I lose you, Abby? I'm trying to get rid of this noise. Uh, well, I can hear her. So <laughs> while she's getting um, her stuff together on that side, I don't know what's going on with Abby. Right? <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm here. Okay, My apologies. No, no so worries. how's it going, Chris? Good. Good. I was just saying, you know, we missed the last few weeks because of, um, yeah. I guess, tax time, right? Deadlines, working, all the good stuff. So we back because, um, yeah, we learned to make it happen, you know? Yes. So, and we got, some, we got some juice. We got some juice, right? So we got some good stuff coming for you guys today and also going forward. So I'm excited about it. Um, you know, so guys, just, you know, just welcome to the show again, right? Um, everybody, you know, comment in the chat. We ready for this. We ready for this week, right? So um, let's go ahead and get it started. So go ahead and cue our intro. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all in a second. That's Hunter. Okay, so you know, we've been gone for a couple of weeks. We miss you guys. So we thought, you know, the way to make up these two weeks is by, you know, by bringing in a guest, by bringing fire to tonight. So let's see who, who we have hiding. Come on, who we got hiding today? Who we got hiding? <laughs> Come hey. on. Mr. JT himself, right? Mr. If you don't if you, if you don't know JT, Mr. Pocket Washing, right? You gotta go, you gotta go to his YouTube channel, right? If you don't know him, you should know him, right? And uh today I just found out he was a fellow Sigma brother, right? So I had to give him some real love, right? Right? So I had to give him some real some real love, right? Uh so it, it was good, it was good meeting you, you know, earlier. JT, yeah. you know, it's a pleasure you being on the show. I think we'll have a good time tonight. So um yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. And just like you guys, I've been off my channel for the past couple of weeks because of tax season and everything going on. So I feel good because I'm coming back. So yeah, Come let's on. do this. So we we should have just called this the comeback show then, right? <laughs> <laughs> we just should have called it the comeback. Right? Everybody coming back. Right. Yes, it's been it's been a long couple of two weeks, but um, so tell everybody about you. Tell a little bit about yourself. Sure, um, absolutely. So I am Jason Thornton, CFP, Certified Financial Planner. That is what I do in my regular day job. I mostly focus on tax and wealth planning for my clients. But the reason why I'm here, probably, and the reason why anyone on YouTube would know me is I have a little channel called Pocket Watching with JT. And wh what is Pocket Watching with JT? I got I got to let some people know because some people get a little weirded out off the name. All right. So let me explain how pocket watching with JT even came into existence. So 
Like I said before, I am a certified financial planner and I have clients who are in these social media streets just like everyone else. And as they, you know, live their life on social media, they see these clips, these videos of financial experts giving them gems about how they can avoid taxes, how they can make all the money in the world, how they can buy someone's course and become a multimillionaire. And from time to time, a client will either like DM me or tag me in a post and say, hey, JT, check this out. Is this something I can do? Because I've already, you know, worked with them and we've made a financial plan and we've done some tax strategy stuff. So we're kind of already there, but they'll see something and say, hey, JT, check this out. This looks really cool. Is this something I should be doing in my financial plan? And 99.9% .9 of the time is BS. <laughs> it's something that's either borderline illegal or just really dumb to do with their money. And sooner or later, a light bulb went off and I said, man, I think my reactions to this bad financial advice would be somewhat entertaining, right? I, I never thought it could get to where it is now. I mean, we're over 72,000 subscribers in just a little around like two years now. But I thought it would be helpful. And my wife told me, well, I'm ranting about this anyway. I might as well cut on the camera and well, entertain she someone. Right. I'm she, doing... got she got tired of hearing you about it. Right, right. I'm, yeah, I'm yelling and, and, and going crazy over the stuff that I'm seeing on social media. And she said, go bother someone else. Maybe someone else will be interested. So, you know, that's what it is. It's pocket watching with JT on YouTube. And, you know, I also started, a, you know, there's a live stream shows that I do where it's like call in advice that people call in. They give me that general financial situation and I give them financial tips. And then there's the pre-recorded short form videos where I'm reacting to bad advice or I'm doing kind of a deep dive of my reaction on a financial guru online and I'm giving my reaction to it. That's Absolutely. awesome. And yeah. you know, it's so funny because I'll get I'll have the same issues. The only difference <laughs> between probably you and me is that, you know, I'm not I, I, I don't rant about it. I just go straight <laughs> up and say no. You know, don't come with me with so and so say so and so does not do your tax return. Right. <laughs> so and so is not a CPA or so and so is not an accountant. Yeah. So I can I can definitely relate. Um mm -hmm. I'll they'll literally will send me the video or they'll say, yep. um, Abby, why can't I get this credit? Well, um, I'm not IRS. <laughs> IRS says you can't get this credit. Well, this person says that well, I can get all of this deducted. Who 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 and what are me? It ain't IRS army. <laughs> but right there, that's the main point. Yep. Taking advice from people who are basically 100% unqualified to give anyone advice. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've got to blame us first as professionals, right? We're, we're the professionals. Yeah. And things that the, you know, the average person on the street are unaware of is there are a lot of regulations that we have to navigate yeah. when it comes to broadcasting information. Yeah. So while we were a step behind because we have compliance offices and, you know, all this different stuff that we've got to do a checklist before we can go online and say something, the scammers ran out in front of us. Yeah. Scammers yeah. ran out and just started talking, oh, you can do this, you can do that, because there are no regulations on what they can say because they're exactly. just talking out the side of their neck. And now here we come, mm -hmm. a class of African-American professionals, financial professionals, we come after them, and now it looks like y'all hating. Y'all yeah. <laughs> hating. It's like, hold yeah. on. What were we hating when we went through school? 
Were we no, hating sir. when we went through our, our licensing exams? Was mm -hmm. it hating when we have years of experience explaining how things work? It's just that they got out in front of us and they found an audience who are financially illiterate. Let's be real. Yeah. Their audiences yeah. are financially illiterate because only someone who's financially illiterate would hear the financial gibberish that they speak and think it's good information. Yeah. So it's 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 a little on us because we were a little late. But the reason the it's reason not, why we were late to getting online is because there was a lot of red tape for us. Yeah. We had to clear a lot of red tape first. And and I think there and what people don't know is there's still a lot of red tape when it comes yeah. to stuff that we do. Because a lot of things, you know, JT, you know, we do this on live or we do this on YouTube, but some things we may not really supposed to say on live or YouTube <laughs> compliance, right? But we do that because we want to give information. Um, and we right. know that we're, what we're saying is true, but it's, mm -hmm. it's huge because people don't understand. Well, Chris, why don't you use social media more? Why don't you um, do this? It just because we just, it's too much things that we can't do and I don't want to handle compliance all the time right and so for us we're handling like real client situations uh, maybe not like saying ha having a course we're dealing like with real clients that's why okay for these last two weeks we're dealing with clients to make sure their taxes are straight or make sure they're yeah. speaking with their advisor like that part is huge on what we do right so uh yeah people don't understand like what it what it really takes to for us to kind of publish this type of information on the back side when running a business you know yeah. um, one of the um one of one of one of my clients that I had I had really explained to her that there is a difference between tax evasion, right? Mm -hmm. And and um and avoidance, yeah. And avoidance, right? Yeah. So I'm okay with us trying to uh, uh, avoid. avoid. We, we can like, avoid all day. Not, we can like, avoid all day. That's all we want to do. We want to make sure we avoid as many tax <laughs> listen. The goal, listen. As your strategist and as JT being um, a, a, a EA, our goal is to make sure that every single deduction that IRS says you can take, we want you to take it. Like we want you to take advantage of all the credit. But there's a huge fine line between, you know, um, trying to hide, you know, um, um, from IRS saying that, you know, you had um, um, you had income and don't want to report it or somebody in social media told you that, you know, you can deduct your net income and put it in a um, you, um, IUL or an insurance and then you don't have to you don't have to pay taxes on that that take that makes me want to tear up all my braids in my hair or the idea that you know you 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 have this car and we're just going to uh, um, depreciate this vehicle that you you have it as a person there, there's a huge difference of what we can do. One of them, just like um, um, Charles says, one of them takes you straight to jail. And then everyone just wants to be Trump. Trump. They want to find Trump accountant. Just so you know, Trump accountant went to prison and Trump did. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to touch on something that you were saying real quick about, you know, the people who were giving advice. Now, after I first, I blamed us. Right. So yeah. let's get that out of it. I blamed us. We take, a, we, we take accountability. We take accountability because we didn't get to yeah. the forum as soon as we should have yeah. before the scammers ran out in front. So I, I'll, I'll take blame for that. Now it's time for me to blame other people, all right? I'm blaming these platforms that give these gurus an opportunity to give people bad advice, yeah. right? I can name them. But I name them on my platform. I'm not gonna name them on your platform. Have too much respect for y'all. 
I'll name them on my platform, but I'm sure the audience knows these platforms that I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. The issue that I have with them is the hosts, I understand, are not experts in finance. They can't be because they sit there with a smile on their face, yeah, like, listening oh to someone basically yeah. instruct people how to commit fraud. And they say, wow, that's amazing. So listen, I know you guys and girls who are hosts of these finance podcasts. I know you're not financial experts. My issue with you is you don't care enough to verify the information that your guests are getting. That's my problem. Because this show is live. This is a live show. If I say something reckless, you have very little control over it. Now, later you can probably edit it out. But you have very little control. Most of these podcasts, these financial podcasts, are pre-recorded. They go through, they sit down, they do a show, they do edits and everything. They do all that work, but they never verify the information that their guests give. Now, I'm not saying that you have to take a transcript and go through everything they say. But if a guest says something to make the host say, what? We can do what? Yeah. Oh my God, I never knew that. If a guest says something that invokes that type of reaction out of you, Mm. I think it would be good Mm. to verify that information with a qualified professional. Now, if they just say some some stuff that sounds, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it literally invokes an emotional outburst from the guest that says, I can't believe we can legally do that. Yeah. (laughs) See, it sounds like I'm being hyperbolic. I am almost word for word giving you some of the reactions that these financial podcast hosts say. I can't believe we can legally do that. And they never go back. I mean, because they're these they'll they'll shoot the show and it'll come out maybe three weeks to a month after they, they did the recording. And in that time, while they did all the press for it. While they did all the thumbnails and the Instagram clips and the uh, uh, TikTok clips, they do all that work and they never verify the thing that blew their mind. Why? They're uninterested. They're uninterested to verify the information because they know that's what brings the butts in the seats. That's what brings the eyeballs. It's this crazy almost illegal sounding get rich quick advice yes. that yes. bring the people to them. So yeah. it's against their own self-interest to double check and verify the information because if they verify that it's wrong, right? If they see, oh no, you can't really do that. Well, then they won't have that 30 second TikTok clip yeah. that brings everyone to the long form content that makes them money. So they're working against their own interests. And then point number two, I told you I was going to talk a lot. Point number two is that they are also monetarily incentivized, not just by the views that they get, Mm -hmm. but the money that they get on the back end from the affiliate link. When they sell this financial strategist course, they get anywhere between 45 to 50% of the sales from what I'm told from industry wow. experts. So wow. that $5,000 course that you first heard of on your fa- your best financial podcast, the podcast host is getting $2,500 when you buy it from with their oh. affiliate link. In We're, the in the wrong the field, oh, We're in the wrong field, JT. We're in the wrong field. That's the back end. 
Lastly, I want to talk about some of the money that they get on the front end. See, the back end is the affiliate link. So once again, they are not incentivized to verify if the information that their guest is giving is good because they're selling a course with the affiliate link. So where they're getting half of the course money, that's the back end. The front end is what we refer to as podcast payola, where they just straight up get money from the guests to be on the show. And they never disclose that this isn't an interview. This is an infomercial. Come on. That's my problem. Wow. I just learned something new. And I'm in the wrong field. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> I'm doing you the wrong you, thing. You're in, right, you in the right field. <laughs> now, take, okay, take so a guess real quick, Abby. Guess yeah. how much someone is willing to pay to be on one of these huge podcasts. How much do you think a fake guru is willing to pay? I would say probably 10 to 15 to 20K. $50,000. Where do they find $50,000? Listen, I have a child in college. Where do these people find these money? Now, listen, this is no rumor. This is no hearsay. This is straight from the horse's mouth. There is a gentleman who refers to himself as Him 500. Him 500 financial strategist. Him 500 openly admitted, I think he did it by accident because he was somewhat bragging on it. Then later on, he realized he got caught up in what he says and he tried to sweep it under the rug. But Him 500, who's very close to uh, Earn Your Leisure and all the other big podcasts, he openly admitted that he paid million dollars worth of game, $50,000 to be on the show. Now, I watched that episode of Million Dollars Worth of Game. They're on a private jet doing the interview on a private jet. Everything looked great. Come on. Not once did they ever mention that him 500 paid $50,000 to be on the show. Now they said that they heard that he was doing a lot of good stuff in the community. They said that he was teaching people how to get that credit right. They said that he was teaching people how to make money and be financially free. And because of all the great information, they had to get him on the show. But the reality was he came with a $50,000 bag. And anything based on that, to me, anything the brother would have said would have been great to them because they did it not for the culture, as they say. These financial podcasters, we're doing it for the culture. They're not doing it for the culture. They're doing it for the other C word. They're doing it for the check. That's my problem. So I have a quick question. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I really do watch these gurus just so I can create content around these gurus so then our community can actually get the real education, the real information. Mm -hmm. So us as professional, JT, like what advice would you have for Chris that is a financial advisor? That's me that's a tax strategist because realistically these people, like some people are like, using their life-saving monies to buy these oh, courses yes. to um to saw these things happening and in mm-hmm. in our culture people are saying it's for the culture but realistically people are losing money so i do my best in in, in my in my in my, in my community to educate mm-hmm. them okay this is what you can do this is what you cannot do even yeah. though someone and i'm saying this here too well, go, even Abby, I want you to do your own due diligence. It's so right. important that you do your DDs, just like you are in a stock market, right? Before you get into a ticker, Apple, you do your fundamental, you do your technicals. When somebody says something, it's important that you do your own DDs as well. You know, yeah. at, at the end of the day, you should hold yourself accountable of the information you receive and what what 
what research did you made yourself? Because I tell my clients this, yes, I may be your accountant, but you are responsible for your books. At the end of the day, I, 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 I was, does not know, Abby, you are responsible for your financial. So even right. when I say something, double check it, yeah. double check it. Do your I, I say that all the time. I show clients on page two of your individual 1040, I show them, listen, you are signing yeah. under penalty of perjury that this information is true. I went over it with you. Mm -hmm. Don't act like, don't throw it all on me. I I use the information you provided to prepare this tax return. I gave you advice on the best things to do, this, that, and the other. But ultimately, you are responsible for it. Correct. So to, to, to answer your question, like, what would I tell aspiring, you know, uh, African-American professionals like, you know, ourselves and people who are trying to give the right information, what should they be doing? Well, number one, this is a, a tough pill to swallow, but this is the number yeah. one thing that you're going to have to understand. You can't save everybody. Yeah. If you go out there with the mentality of, I'm going to give people the right information yeah. and I'm going to get them away from these fake gurus yeah. and the world is going to appreciate my work. Yeah. Nah, baby. It, it, yeah, that ain't gonna enough. happen. It's not gonna it happen. It's not sexy. <laughs> it, 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 it ain't gonna happen. So number one, you're not gonna save everyone. Yeah. Some people are destined to be scammed. Mm. It's not that, you know, it, it, it should be happening. It's just reality because you got to understand what you're working against. I'm, I'm working on a book. So some of this is chapters and in, in books in my head. But you have to fight against what I refer to as the original sin of personal mm -hmm. finance. The original sin of personal finance is people are fundamentally lazy. Yeah. Fundamentally lazy. Yeah. Why? Who is he telling the truth, people? Who? You come into this world as a baby, and in order to be sustained, all you do is cry. You don't work for any type of sustenance. You cry. And what happened? A mother, someone provides for you. That's a subtle imprint in that person's mind that I'm going to give the littlest amount of effort in order to get the maximum amount of reward. Now, hopefully, as you're growing older and you're maturing and you have people around you like I had my father, there's some people who have coaches, you have someone who interrupts your travel, who explains to you, you're no longer a child. You should no longer expect the maximum reward for the minimum amount yeah. of effort. Come Absolutely. on, somebody. Preach Most that. people never get that interruption mm -hmm. in their life. Sometimes they'll, they'll hear it, but they'll reject the message. Boy. The reason why many people are scammed is because they believe in a fairy tale that they can receive mm -hmm. all the riches in the world for Without little effort, all they got to do is know the right trick yeah. or the right person or get in and they can get it. I live in a reality where it's an equal exchange of value. Mm -hmm. I don't want more than what the value I'm willing to exchange. 100%. Because if I'm expecting more than what I'm willing to put out, mm. then I'm in someone's pocket. Right? Yeah. Let, me, let me let me take it to street time. Now I'm not a street dude, but so many people who listen to <laughs> listen. financial podcasts, y'all y'all love street culture. So let me bring it to street culture for you. Never been to jail myself, but I watch enough of Oz as a kid on HBO that I know a couple of things from 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 prison culture. So here we go. Speaking. Oz would teach you mm -hmm. that if you go to jail and there's some big guy who you meet who's always doing 
favors for you, right? You're a little hungry, he gives you. you a cupcake. <laughs> you know, you what you want to watch in the rec rooms, not on the TV. Oh, don't I worry you. about it. I'll, I'll make sure you get to watch your stories. <laughs> See, the novice would think, what a great guy. This fella is looking out for me. He I'm giving him, me. He, he cares about me. Mm. I'm giving him nothing, barely nothing. Mm. And he's giving me everything. Mm. See, what you don't know until you get to the end of the episode, Boz, mm -hmm. that fella wants something. And he's he going to get it from you, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. That's the mindset of people who want a lot for a little. See, everyone in jail in Oz, the OGs, they knew, you don't be accepting gifts. Mm. Don't, 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 no, 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 no. If you, if you are hungry and you don't have anything, you go to bed hungry. That's because it. if you start mm. accepting gifts, he's going to want more on the back end. Wow. That's wow. how you need to think financially. When you wow. think you're getting a great deal, that this, this guy who claims he's a multimillionaire, I see him yeah. in videos riding around in a Maybach. I see him in videos flying in private jets. And I'm a young guy, 22, 23, maybe <laughs> just have a regular job. Or maybe I'm a street dude who came up on a lick and got a couple hundred thousand dollars. And now I'm this big brand IG celebrity <laughs> who's a multimillionaire. They're willing to get me into an investment deal with them, not because I've earned it, just mm. because they're looking out for little bro. Yeah, you're gonna end up you're gonna end up bent over in the same position as the guy in Oz. <laughs> Listen, that's, I mean that's I mean. And, and, and I think one of the biggest things, too, about what we see online when it comes to financial literacy is that some of the some of the strategies that you may see online, maybe not just from in, from influencers, but things that you research, they may not be bad ideas. They may not be something that's wrong that you can do. It may not just be your time yet to implement it. Yeah. See, that, that, that's 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 what I think that's one of the that, to me. And that is that's so true. You say that. It may be a great strategy. It just may not be your time yeah. for implementation. Because when right. I'm when I'm looking at a financial plan, they say I have a client. Hey, Chris. Well, you know, again, one of the biggest things I think online is about uh, probably would be like cash flow banking or infinite banking mm -hmm. or those type things. Stay planning. So, so, so people, I have clients that call me. Like mm -hmm. I know what you're contributing to your investment accounts. I know what you're paying for your current life insurance policy. You call me. Hey, Chris. Hey, look, I want one of them. Do you do you sell one of those cash value infinite banking policies? <laughs> I'm like, well. Uh, and they said, well, well I, I said, so, I, so I, 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 love, I love playing a game with them, JT. I said, okay, right. so how, how, how much are you willing to spend per month? Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I'm looking. I, I mean, I mean, how much are you spending now? Well, you're spending about $64 a month now on your insurance. <laughs> Right, and I said, so how much you want to spend? Well, I'm, you know, about what, 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 what the same amount that I'm paying a day. Okay, you can't do a whole life infinite banking IUL policy for sixty four dollars and think you're going to get five hundred k worth of insurance. Well, well, Chris, I thought that if I got the million dollar policy, that I can I can automatically get some of that million dollars from day one. No, it don't work like that. It they just made it like sound that. like that on YouTube. They just made it sound uh -huh. like that on IG. Right? Yes. If you want to buy a car with a policy, okay, you can you do it? You can. 
But you better be you better have already put in fifty thousand exactly. dollars. You're borrowing your own money. The cash value is never more than what you put in, exactly. or maybe the little or the little return no. that you get. But it's not going to be more. Here, here's one thing, and you touch you you hit it great. When you talk about it, may not be illegal or bad advice, but it yeah. may not be your your time to implement. your timing. Yes, some stuff will never ever yeah. apply to you and exactly. need to be implemented. Now, yeah. I know you guys, if you've been hanging around lately, you know it's all about the trust. Yeah. I, I know I know you've oh heard about Oh, my God. The They're trust. my favorite. They're my favorite. So oh, these are yeah. two. You want to make sure you create an LLC, you put that trust in that LLC, and then you put this trust in this to the left side, you put this trust into the right side, and then you yeah. never have to pay any tax. I love you, it when they say you never have to pay you any never tax. Pay, you never pay any taxes because every, everything's in the trust. Everything's in the trust. Everything's wait, the trust. wait, here's the word. Here's my favorite. That's what the rich people People do well, you ain't rich, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing, like, it's it's and, and I think that's what our culture, what we you know, J, uh, JT, that, I think that's what our culture we have. If we understand that part first, is that as you do. you know, with as financial literacy, it's about building blocks, it's just like yeah. us building a house. I talked yeah. about on, on our show, the or actually on a yeah. call the other day, it's like when you think about it, when you want to buy a piece of raw land, okay, I, I live in Mississippi, right? So, right. you know, there's land everywhere. When you buy a piece of raw land, there's trees that's covering the entire thing, right? But 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 before this, you can actually build a home on that raw land, you got, you got, you, you got to cut down the trees, yes. you got to get down on the weeds, build right? The so so that, that may be your debt, they may be your student loans, they may be understanding yes. your budget. See, those are the trees on a raw land that you have to get rid of and clear before yes. you can start to build a solid foundation, right? Yes. So if you yes. still got trees on that land, we, we can't say, oh, hey, well, hey, man, I, you know, I want to go invest in a hedge fund. I mean, not to say a hedge fund is bad to invest in, but again, that's not for time. Like, you haven't even cleared up the trees on the land yet. You haven't no, even paid off all the debt. Listen, I, I, I love that analogy because this is what I say. And once again, I'm writing a book. Please don't steal this. Not y'all. I'm talking about the audience. I have, okay. Give me an opportunity to write my book before y'all repeat them. Come on. We, 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 we got to write, write a book tonight. But now, I, I, I say this on my show a lot. This is just going to be a book. Right, right. I say this on my show a lot, and I do it to the clients. There's an order of operation yep. in financial planning, mm -hmm. right? I have to take them back to grade school math. I know it's been a long time for many of you, right? Long time. But in math class, and once again, this, I'm talking about grade school math. This isn't even mm -hmm. middle school. Grade school math, they taught you the order of operations. Right. When you started to get into a math class where it was more than one plus one is two, yeah. right? You've got a problem that is has multiplication in it mm -hmm. it has addition it has subtraction addition. it has division it may even have some exponents in there it's all this stuff right Sally, right yeah. it's all this stuff in here now the yeah. problem is you can get each individual part of that problem right but you'll get the overall problem wrong yes. if yeah. you do it out of order order yeah. See, you can be like, hey, listen, JT, I've got $20,000 in a brokerage account. Good job. But you got $45,000 worth of credit card debt at over 25% interest. Come Stop on, talking about my business, JT. I mean, it, it, it's hustling backwards. Now, yeah. I'm the lame when I say, listen, right. you would be better off to sell, build up an emergency savings fund, mm -hmm. aggressively attack that debt, 
get the mm -hmm. debt down. Now you no longer have an out cash flow going towards that debt, but you're still making the same money. So now we can redirect the money that was going to debt to service bad debt at that, mm -hmm. and now start to build wealth. And now your investments are growing more than the money that's going towards the debt. But I may miss out on sexy. Yeah, but I may miss out on the opportunity now, JT. Like that's, oh, that's, yeah, I'm sure. That's, right? so, but we have to also always understand, like when it comes to investing, there, there, there's always going to be another time. There's always going to be another opportunity, yeah, right? And you can see, like if you got that much debt, 25%, you're going to get a 25% guaranteed return by paying off the debt. By paying off. But see, that's the problem. The problem mm -hmm. is, and I know that we're going like, to react to some videos or something later. And, and this kind of addresses where we are in the world of uh, finance and social media. I had a call and I got some of the greatest uh, uh, subscribers to my channel. They're, they're <laughs> hilarious. They're funny. They come up with great stuff. They call in. And someone once mentioned an arms race. It feels like it's an arms race. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, I said, I'm still in this immediately. Because it's such a great point. Now, once again, I got to take you back to grade school uh, 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 social studies class. Real quick, grade school social studies. Uh -huh. When you have two warring fra factions, two countries that are, are in a silent war against them, not active war, but they're competing. In an arms race, each country is slowly trying to improve its weaponry, right? One person may have a bow and arrow and the next day. The next one, okay, you got a bow and arrow, I got a gun. Okay, you got a gun, I got a bazooka. You got a bazooka, I got a bomb. See, they keep going up and up to try to punk each other into submission so they don't actually have to fight. They just trying to show I got more power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The problem where we're at with finance on social media is that the arms race is ridiculous. See, no longer can you wow people by saying, listen, if you put $6,500 into a IRA, you'll get the tax deduction for that year and you're slowly building towards your future. Or the more, the, the cooler thing you could do, put that $6,500 in a Roth IRA. You don't get the tax deduction, but the money's going to grow and tax compound tax-free. See, maybe about eight to 12 years ago, yeah. people would have been like, I didn't know. So I keep the money. It's my money, but it either can grow tax-free or I get a tax deduction for saving for my retirement. Thanks. That's a gem, as the kids yeah. would say. I'm too old. I'll be 40 in July. I'll be 40 in July. But that's a, they'll say, that's a gem, right? <laughs> you can't get that now. Yeah, no. See, in order to a gem now, you got to say, all right, so here's the play. What we're going to do is we're not going to claim any tax deductions on your tax return. You grossed $250,000, even though I know you only net 60. We're not going to claim any tax deductions on your tax return. Then you're going to go to the bank and get a mortgage for the $250,000 that we claim. But as soon as you get that mortgage, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go back and we're going to amend the tax return down to the $60,000 that you really make and you don't have to pay all the taxes on the 250. See, you got to say outrageous things now. Right? I'm gonna and try that's it. a real example. I'm I'm, that wasn't my purpose. You can go to my channel and you'll see someone saying that. You got to say things that are outrageous yeah. to get eyeballs. And yeah. now we have turned people who claim to be financial experts We've turned them into prostitutes for views and likes. Mm -hmm. They'll say anything they need to say 
to get people. Hey, if you're a barber, here's the play. You can get yep. yourself a G-Wagon, right? The G-Wagon is over oh 6,000 pounds. And oh my God. I'm like, hold on, a barber? Listen, a G-Wagon? Now, I, heard, I heard the, um, what is it? The Lam Lamborghini? The, the Yaris? So I had, listen, I had a fight with the Lamborghini, and it's okay, yes. We can go to iOS.gov. I love iOS.gov. It's besides the Bible. It's my favorite book. Let's go to iOS.gov. It's my favorite site. So we can literally go buy a Lamborghini for free, y'all. For free. That's what they say. That's what I heard. I seen the clip. For free. Can somebody please get me a free Lamborghini? The brothers, the brother pops up on my screen and he looks dead into the camera and he says, You see this house? Yep. I ain't buy this house. The IRS yep. bought this house for me. Yes. You see that Lamborghini? I, that. I ain't buy that Lamborghini. The IRS bought that Lamborghini you know for me. And about. I said, Come on. I mean, y'all watch a lot of YouTube. I ain't seen that one. What? Oh, nah, you. <laughs> Ooh, Chris, I got to see you, sir. No, you know why, Chris? Because you don't get the tax clients. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, doesn't get the tax clients. Yeah. You yeah. Don't, people, the thing is, you don't get the tax client that says, oh, so-and-so done this. Yeah. Um, why can't I do this? Or um, so-and-so say this is okay. I said, well, so-and-so should do your tax return. And understand <laughs> this too. Just because somebody is a CPA does not necessarily mean they know what they're talking. If someone does not go straight to irs.gov with you and say, listen, here are the guidelines. Here what IRS, here's what the publication right. says. Because I've literally heard CPAs giving mm -hmm. advice and I will, I, I ask the CPA, do you do these people tax return? Oh no, I don't do tax return. Well, then can you not give tax advice? See, th All right. So here, here's a little peek into the life of the pocket watcher. I want to say maybe within the first five or six months of my YouTube channel, I did a reaction video to a CPA who was giving this type of advice, right? Yeah. And I want to say maybe a few weeks or a month or so after I did the video, he, he reached out to me, right? He hit, he hit me up in my DM and he reached out to me and he said, hey, listen, bro, I know what I was saying was hyperbolic, right? I know, but I was trying to get people's attention. It's like, I know you can't really just, anyone can just buy a G-Wagon. I know, but like I'm learning marketing, marketing's new to me. And I, I, I explain further down in the post, in the comments, I explain all the steps you have to go through and who it really applies to, but it wouldn't get the views if if I didn't say it the way I said it, could you please take the video down? My answer was no, I'm not taking the video down. But ultimately we've got to yeah. look inward and ask ourselves, what are we here for? Yeah. Right. Listen, I'm, to have over 70,000 subscribers doing what I do is amazing. It's amazing. But I'm never going to prostitute myself to the way where mob rule, right? You ever heard the saying, you can't let the inmates run the asylum, mm. right? I love my, my, my subscribers, right? But I will never prostitute myself to the point where it's like, Whatever y'all want, I'm going to do. Yeah. Nah, player, yeah. I'm the show. Mm -hmm. Either you. you enjoy the content that I do mm -hmm. or move on to the next fella next who's yep. willing to give you what you want. See, mm -hmm. my show is medicine, right? Mm -hmm. Now, some people enjoy it because it isn't hitting them yet, yeah. right? I have some people be like, I love your channel. I love your channel. I love your channel. Mm -hmm. Then I do an episode on someone they like. Yes. Oh, no, you hating <laughs> You hating JT. I was cool when I did it on all these other people. <laughs>
But when I do an episode on someone they like, you hate now. Now I'm tripping. Mm. I'm tripping. I didn't fell off. Mm. I, 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 I'm clickbaiting. Or one of the worst things people say: you're clout chasing. Now what? I was with you before, but now you're clout chasing. No, the mm. problem is. It's medicine. And yeah. while I was feeding everybody else their medicine, you were comfortable sitting back laughing and saying, ah! But when the spoon gets shoved in your mouth, you got a problem. Well, guess what? I don't care. I don't know you people. <laughs> I'm here to give you to have that mentality. Right. When I cut off this camera, I go out into the rest of my home with my family. Who is more important to me than you? No shade. That's how it should be. That's My how it should be. More important to me than you guys. I'm not going to put on a monkey suit and dance for you. I'm. This is literally how I am. Camera off. This every everything I do. This is me without the camera. <laughs> there's going to be parts that you enjoy, mm -hmm. and there's going to be parts that you don't like. Here's my recommendation: mm -hmm. enjoy the parts that you like. The parts that you don't like, take notes, see me later, I'll cut it off. But I'm not going to change. It's just I who I am. Absolutely. I know that's I know that's right. What advice though would you have for the the people, the individuals that are watching these influencers? And you know, and like um Chris said earlier, it's not that all the informations are bad information. It's just my my biggest problem is not necessarily the information. My biggest issue is that we as a people we don't, we don't, we, we're lazy, like you said, in doing our own research. So we're okay with whatever somebody put in our hands or put in our ears for us to hear. We got to the point that if, if it says that we can make money, we will right. spend our life saving just to make those money. And then later find out, listen, you are more in a deep debt. It's yeah. the same idea. I had a client that told me, I told me, oh, I saw this video. Um, she said, it'd be great for me to get a line of credit. I said, well, your business is doing fine. You don't necessarily need that money. If, if there's no need for you to actually go get debt. Um, if you are, if you have a good cash flow, boom, you go get debt. Now, this quarter, the business is slow. Okay. Right. You've used all this money. Now you have to pay this debt back. And yeah. now you're not. So the thing is, I would say me personally, and I'll let Chris and JT give their own advice. I say, do your DDs. I don't no. care who the person that's giving you the information, do your due diligence. I don't care if it's Abby, if it's Chris, if it's JT, if it's a CPA, if it's an accountant, I don't care if it's a billionaire, a millionaire. I don't care yeah. if it's your daddy. Do your own research because that is your hard working. That is your hard earned money at the end of the day. Yeah. No. At the end of the day. No, that's a great point. So I'm going I'm to get a little religious, but not too deep. Not too deep because everybody's different, right? Mm -hmm. Here's my personal belief. My personal belief is everyone's born with some innate discernment, some mm -hmm. innate spirit that knows right from wrong, that understands when something sounds funny. Mm -hmm. The problem is you have trained yourself to kill that voice far too many times. I come from the standpoint that when it comes to the subject of money, most people are liars. Most people are liars. How do you know, JT? Why would you say something so radical? Mm -hmm. It's because I actually see the numbers. See, I, I actually get bank statements. Yeah. I get investment statements. Yeah. I see tax returns. They yeah. can talk that big willy talk to you. All day. 
But I know statistics. <laughs> See, I know the wealth gap in America. I know the financial situation that the average African-American is in. All these so-called multimillionaire Negroes on Instagram, they can't all be true because then the stats with the government would be completely off. If just 20% of these Negroes were actually telling the truth about how they're making millionaires every day, I think the black community would look a little different. Mm. So it sounds kind of bad, but this is my, my reaction. Most people are lying. When someone starts talking money to me, my yeah. default position is you're lying. You're lying. Sure. Why? Because I'm most likely right. If 10 people come to me talking money, I by default say all 10 are lying. Maybe one might be telling the truth. But you mm -hmm. know what? I'll take a 90. Last time I checked, a 90 is still an A, right? It's so so know that. Most people are lying when they talk about money. When someone tries to give you their personal experience as if that means something, right? There's some people who will say, well, I, I, I'm a millionaire, so I give out advice because I made a million dollars. You know, mm -hmm. If you could tell the voice I'm doing, then you know what fake guru I'm talking about. The issue here is... That is anecdotal evidence. <laughs> it's not something that probably could be repeatable, right? That's like saying, because Michael Jordan is widely considered one of the greatest basketball players ever, he's clearly in the top two in most people's minds, top two. Easy top two, top three. Some people, depending on how old you are, top two or three. Now, Michael Jordan, as great as he was as a basketball player, you would think that he could have passed down some gems, some wisdom yeah. to people who are very close to him. Some people say he made Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen wouldn't have been as good as he was if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. Some people say that. I say some people, I really mean people who don't know basketball, but sure, let's keep it moving. <laughs> My question to them always is, if Michael Jordan could just easily, because he was such a great basketball player, make other people great basketball players, my question is this. Why were his sons not even drafted in the NBA? Mm. Both of his sons played basketball. D1 college athletes playing basketball. They didn't even get drafted. Why? Because one person's individual talent at doing something mm. is not that easily transferable unless they learn throughout the process of how to coach someone else up with the fundamentals, right? The problem with very talented people and the same problem with That's people true. who are very rich That's is because so they became rich or they became very uh, good in athletics because of an, an innate uh, uh, skill that they have that for them comes naturally. See, when you have a naturally talented athlete, and I had this problem in school because I was not naturally talented. When you have someone who's naturally talented and you ask them, as I did several times, mm -hmm. now how do you do that? And I always got to say, no, I just I don't do know. it. I just I do, do it. it. Yes, that's so true. See, but what I had to do, I had to get up early before school and practice. <laughs> I had to go to practice, then stay late and have a journal in with notes to learn each step I had to take 
within the movement of the sport, be it football or wrestling, I had to take notes because it didn't come natural. The mm -hmm. difference is I can teach it to yeah. many people because mm -hmm. I know the steps. The person who's naturally gifted, they just do. They just do. That's now, so true. Tie it back to the, the rich people and why, oh, you should listen to him because he's a multimillionaire. Well, he probably, most of these guys, they got rich doing something that you can no longer do. They got rich within an industry doing a particular thing that now is either irrelevant or yeah. illegal, but yeah. they're teaching you the way that they got rich because they know they can no longer do it. See, after the game is played out, you can sell it. That's true. There's no reason to sell the game when it's still active. Because why? <laughs> you are creating competition yeah. for yourself. <laughs> if I'm a guy who's a great trader, I'm a great day trader. I can mm -hmm. make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year day trading. Why would I sell a course teaching other people how to day trade? Mm -hmm. Because I... I'm trying to use my own strategy in the market. If I'm using my strategy, which is wildly successful, if you let them tell it, if I teach you how to do the same strategy, we will be pulling and tugging against each other in the market. Mm -hmm. So when I'm trying to capitalize on my strategy and you're trying to capitalize on my strategy at the same time, you're muddying the water for me. Because now the trade volume of what I'm trying to get at is higher than what it would have been if I just shut up and use my own strategy. So what are they doing? They're probably selling you something that doesn't work anymore. Because why would they create competition for, for themselves? themselves? It makes no sense. Hoo-cha. Come on. I should have bought wine. <laughs> I told you I could talk. And it, it's been two weeks. So, you know, I've been you holding are, like, been been You allowed. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. Right. Now, one question that I do have is um, what do you, I, we know that everything that has a beginning has an end, right? So mm -hmm. sooner or later, all of this, all this noise is going to sheesh. Mm -hmm. um, what, what advice would, and, and Chris, you can give it to, what advice that you guys would do with individuals that are, are now just happening into all of this. Like we've been watching it, we've been seeing it, but let's just say our 18 year old or our college students that are watching this stuff, right? And, and, and they don't really know better. Like what advice that you guys would have? Like I always say, yes, these girls are out there and just giving bad information. I feel like the professionals have some type of responsibility too. Right. Um, to give the to do the opposite, to give the correct information so that, you know, I can I can I can log in into IG and see one bad, but I can also log into IG and find one good. And I, then I have a choice of choosing. So mm -hmm. I think, to be honest with you, I think we professionals are not doing enough. I think we're 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 so behind the desk. Right. Of, yep. of working that we're not giving the right information. We're not, we're not creating the right content. So realistically, they are winning. They are winning the people yep. with all this information and making our job harder. Yes. I know, I'm gonna be honest with you in the last three to five years, my job got harder. Right. 
my job literally got my job yeah. has no longer just been just doing books just reviewing financial reports or just doing tax or sales tax or quarterly tax or annual tax my job has gotten to where now i have to educate I have right. to educate and I have to show proof because people are out there giving so bad information. And now I have to show proof that the information that I'm given, right? right. But then I'm, I have to show proof that it's correct. Right. And that's so funny because yeah. they don't require proof from the scammer who gives them the but bad they information. For me. It, they require proof from us when we combat and counter yeah. the information. But yeah, but but Chris, please, because I've I've got a very long answer. So Chris, be, please. No, no, I mean I mean I think that's that's true that what we, we do have it harder. And because since we're in the service business, our, our world looks different, right? Because yeah. uh, most of my time, again, you know, I you know, I'll talk to Mark. He's like, man, I ain't talked to Mark in a couple of days. Well, he knows for me, I'm in the books of working with real clients, real situations. Right. So it's also really a hard time for me to run a business, run a life, run a family, and then combat social media all the time. When I know the clients that are sitting in front of me, I got a mm -hmm. service to provide to make sure they have the best client experience, right? Mm -hmm. To make sure that they have the best knowledge, to make sure they have the best plan and understanding that I'm working with them. So I don't, you know, Abby, so we may be somewhat losing the race when it comes to the, the, the exponential growth of social media, but the impact that we're making, we're doing our part. So to right. me, what that means is that we got to have more people that we have to duplicate, train, develop like mm -hmm. ourselves that can go out there and help more people. Does that make sense? So, so, right. so, so, so we can, we can, we, so we have to learn to duplicate ourselves, right? That's one thing for me is that, Hey, I want to make sure that I duplicate great advisors, right? That can yeah. know. So yeah, I can only help so many people, right? But see yeah. now if, if I'm able to, to, to mentor and train others that can go do the same. So now it can get bigger. We can have, have a bigger spread, but I, I really think mm -hmm. it comes to us. Like what we said, on our show in the very beginning, Abby, is that we got to focus on teaching. We yeah. got to do our part, right? We don't have to be about what's flashy. We don't have to be about, no. you know, um, you know, what's the next hottest thing. Like you, I remember our, our first conversation, Abby's like, yeah. man, our topic is boring, Chris. Well, it's boring because it's what's right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's boring because we're really teaching the real foundations because what's sexy sometimes, yes, is what gets seen, but that's not always, it's not always true on the backside. So we just got to make sure that we're teaching more people. And when we have shows like this, that is, it's about delivering real content. It's about, that's why I love the way we answer questions for clients. The way we're, hey, like I got an email today, right? She was talking about from our, um, she was talking about, what was she saying? Like, uh, you know, CDs, right? She said, well, Chris, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a, an IRA. What did she say? Hold on. Yeah. Uh, boom, boom. Yeah. She said, I had a question about an IRA CD in a savings account. Well, again, so this is a platform for us to help people understand, okay, why we should we get an IRA CD from a bank and how that's not probably not the best thing. Right. But again, but JC, they don't under, they don't know that. They don't know. They don't know. We don't yeah. know. Like so so yes, you and I know those yeah. type things yeah. that okay, if you go get an IRA CD from a bank, they're going to give you like a 1.2% return <laughs> over 6 months or a year period. You got to put up $25,000 to even get that type of rate of return, yeah. right? From a CD, they we you know, again, there's not enough places to where we're not just marketing the next big thing that we're really teaching these financial principles. And that's where, for me, I want to stay on, okay, give me situations, real world situations, how you yeah. feel, and let's yeah. solve them together based on facts and not based on hype. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, All right. So, so listen, I want to say two things. Number one, I love your answer. Love your answer. But number two is, I remember when I was young and hopeful like you. Yeah. I had hope in my eyes and I believed, 
I believe in people. I believe in people. But no, in, in all seriousness, no, I believe that's what we should be doing. Yeah. yeah. But then there's the realist in me, and, and here, here's the problem. It does not matter how much we debunk these fake gurus. It doesn't matter. Because while we will be saving the current generation of people who witness us debunk them, right? There's always a sucker born every minute. And when the new group comes up who didn't see us, who didn't witness us debunk these fake gurus, they too will fall victim. Now, before y'all lose your minds, audience, and say, JT, that makes no sense. You're saying that you can debunk a fake guru and maybe someone that's only eight to 10 years younger will fall victim of the very same thing? Well, here's a little research for you kids at home. Google the name Peter Popoff. If you don't know who that is, it's because you're young and you weren't up late at night watching BET <coughs> right after BET Uncut went off. But these are the commercials that would come up. <laughs> Peter Popoff. All right, so. Peter Popoff? In like the 70s or 80s, there was this traveling preacher, short little white man with a squeaky voice, Peter Popoff. Peter Popoff would go from city to city putting on his show. And Peter Popoff would be able to call out people in the audience, call them out by name, talk about what was going on in their life. He would tap them on their forehead and they would fall out and he would heal them of whatever ailed them. I'm trying to it was you. an amazing thing to watch. Peter Popoff. Check it out. Now, there was another man who was a magician, right? He's called the Amazing Randy. The Amazing Randy knew what the guy was doing because he knows how to do little tricks with audiences, pull rabbits out of hats, you know, get himself out of straight jackets. He knew the grift. So what he did was he sent a couple of plants into the audience, and then he was able to see what was going on. Peter Popoff had, at the time, extremely advanced technology, at the time. Had a little radio in his ear. And what happened was, before people came into the revival show, they would be out in the audience. And his wife and the workers would be walking around talking to people, getting their information, just chit-chatting. They would then feed him the information in his ear through a little radio receiver. And he would be calling out all the stuff. You can Google this, people. The Amazing Randy went on the biggest TV show of the time, The Tonight Show. Not Jay Leno's Tonight Show, right? But it was Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. When The, when the Tonight Show was big, not Jimmy Fallon, not Conan O'Brien, but I'm talking about the big Johnny Carson Tonight Show. Exposed the guy. Showed that the showed the world he was a fraud. God wasn't speaking into his ear. It was his wife. But 10 to 20 years later, where can you find him? He's on BET at 2 o'clock in the morning selling miracle water and all this other stuff. So what am I saying? Oh, Lord. It doesn't matter how much we knock these guys down. It's like a game of whack-a-mole. They will pop back up. So all I'm saying is, well, don't let your heart be broken because you can't save anybody. But we can save as many as That's we can. Okay. But these scammers, they're like roaches. Whew. They can survive almost anything. It's Even their failure 
is a redemption story for them. Even when you bust out a scammer, give them five or six years, they will use the event of them being exposed as just another great redemption story to tell. And there's going to be another group of people who can hear. How many people are in a multi-level marketing scam right now? How many people do you think are in a multi-level marketing company right now? When we know generation after generation, the majority of people who get into multi-level marketing don't make money. Why? Because there's always another sucker who haven't heard about, I, I can't even say the, the, say the companies because you you might get sued on this. I'm not going to say the <laughs> But you know the companies out there, people. The Woo! companies that tell you all you got to do is get five friends to get five friends, they're still around, even though we know no one really makes money other than the people on top of the pyramid. So we're never going to get rid of all of them. We can try to save as many as we can pass the job and pass the baton to the next generation of professionals who have to virtually do the same exact thing that we're doing. It's a never ending struggle. That's my point. I think that's a better way to say it. It's a never ending struggle against good and evil. If you think that you're going to defeat the devil, you don't understand the devil's job. We are in a never ending battle who save yeah. our people financially and yeah. each generation has to pick up the baton we're not going to get the job done and then our grandkids can say well we don't have to worry about scammers no more no nope. <laughs> there will always be scammers this we just got to make sure that there will yes. always be professionals to yes. combat them Amen. Absolutely. and, and Amen. again I, I, I think that when it comes to you know, we, we talk negatively about the information that's on YouTube, social media, everything else, right? Or people being miseducated. Well, it also always gives us an opportunity for someone that does want to do right. They all we always have an opportunity to be in business, right? I guess that's what I like. Right? <laughs> it's, it's always there, right? It's always. Every every single time, every single time that somebody brings me, you know, that has a, a you know a financial plan that's not built right or a life insurance policy that was wrong. I mean, I, I'm upset that they got sold it, but it also gives me an opportunity to make sure I can correct. And that, 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 correct. So yeah. those yeah. necessary evils are going to be there to make sure that the, the, that the road can still keep going. Right. Yeah. And we always have an opportunity to, to correct an injustice. And that's the part that I love. Right. That, yeah. there, there's, there's never going to be a situation to where we can be out of business. It makes sense. Now, yeah. I've got about 20 more strong minutes. So if we want to react to some videos. Let's do it. <laughs> what videos are we going to react? I don't have any videos. <laughs> I don't have any videos. But do anyone in the audience have any questions for JT or any or, questions for Chris or, and I? Yeah, or do you want to answer a couple of those questions? I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm here for Let's another good it. 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> I will, I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> Let's pull them up. Oh my goodness. I actually had, I had a client that told me because they owe tax return, I was a terrible accountant. So yeah, <laughs> because our job is to make sure they can get money back. <laughs> I literally had someone tell me that not this year, but yeah. last year it was someone, yeah. I guess they, 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 they found out about me through the YouTube channel and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And you know, they, I, you know, prepared to return or whatever. And they were like, you know, I, I expected more back and this, that, and other. And I said, your job is to get me the most back. I said, number one, don't mm -hmm. tell me what my job is. I'm pretty sure I know what my job is. I've worked extremely hard. I know my job. My job isn't to get you as much money back as possible. This is mm -hmm. what I, I'm telling the person. My job is to prepare 
a tax return as accurate as possible, yes, taking advantage of the Internal Revenue Code mm -hmm. and not break the law. That's my job. If That's you think my job is to get you the most amount of money back as possible, mm. you're mistaken. That's true. You know? And I did not, and you know, I fired the person yeah. as a client that absolutely oh, yeah. was not going to uh, update the tax return with all these new crazy business expenses that they were able to find. I was like, no, 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 we're good. We're, we're into the engagement. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, um, Oh, oh um, Diesel says, how can we reach you guys? Um, JT, um, please let everyone know how they can reach you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to my website. So it's pocketwatcher.net. That has all the links to the YouTube channel, to the podcast, to my actual firm's website. You can book uh, consultations, one-on-one -on -one consultations. Just go to pocketwatcher.net. All the information is there. Yeah, and you guys know how to get with me and Chris. You guys can actually literally go to help at the comeupseries.co. Um, whatever questions you may have, whatever scenario or um, an issue that you guys are currently going through that could be either tax related, um, financial related. If you are about to do either, um, if you're trying to get your budget together or you're trying to actually start wealth, um, Chris. Chris is amazing. Um, if you have tax questions, um, if you, tax planning is around the corner, so that's going to be very good for you guys to take um, um, to start really focusing on. So that's how you can actually get a, a hold of us. Um, I know our time is actually coming up. JT, thank you so much um, thank for you. Thank you for, the um, for responding to our invite for coming yeah. up. We're definitely going to have you again. <laughs> Listen. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, you have a great platform, great show. Keep up the good work. You know, keep that, keep that fighting spirit, Chris. Hey, look, don't, don't, don't turn into an old grump like me. Keep that fighting <laughs> spirit. But I you know this this is the work. This is this is what we're doing. It's not sexy. You know, you don't have you're not trying to teach people. I can teach you how to make a thousand dollars a day, day trading. See, that's gonna get the eyeball. That's going to get people to come over here and your numbers are going to go like crazy. But man, at what price is your soul to me? Yeah. Like, at what price do I give up my soul? And I don't care what you want to hear. I'm going to provide what I want, know is right based on my years of experience, education, all this stuff. And then just based on where my values are and continue the great work, you're going to see other fly by night financial podcast just blow up and do crazy numbers yeah because they're giving out free candy at the gym see if you're giving out free candy at the gym and you're telling people that all you got to do is take these sugar water pills and you'll have a perfect body see the other personal trainer who's telling them well no you actually gotta you know you make sure that right. you eat right you work out you know mm -hmm. uh, yeah that person's gonna have a line around Imagine the door yeah. right just just crazy but eventually, when they see the results of your clients, yeah. some of them will come over from the dark side to the right side. To the right. And it's a long-term play. And, mm -hmm. you know, for those who really want to see, you know, success, I'm always there for the long-term play, not to get rich quick. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. So, awesome. Any I last words, Chris? Well, I, I, I guess I want I, there, um, just so we don't get behind on our questions real quick. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. This is one I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but she mentioned um, again. I just wanted to touch on the IRA CD because she mentioned, she said, "Hey, Chris, I, I wanted to um, 
um, ask you a question uh, about IRA CDs and savings accounts. I saw Discover is offering these services and I want your perspective on what you see in these accounts are more beneficial than a regular savings or a CD account. Right. So, you know, I kind of want to touch on that a little bit. Um, JT, I don't know if you want to go first. Or I can go first on that one. Or you're, how you yeah, I see, I'm, I'm not a big fan of those type of products in a retirement account. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, a product like that in my world is what we're going to use for cash reserves. Like, let's say I'm saving for the down payment of a home. Right. This is money that I can't risk in the market. No principal loss here. Guaranteed. The cash yeah. is going to be there and you're going to give me a little bit of a uh, uh, interest on that money. <clears throat> OK, great. But the assets that I personally want to put into a retirement account are going to be assets that are geared towards growth. And to me that, you know, a CD is not obviously a CD is not a growth asset. It's Absolutely. a you know, uh, it's, it's cash. It's a liquid thing. So it's like. I'm putting the egg in the wrong basket. If you have money that you want to be secure, that we're talking about your emergency savings fund, a savings fund for a particular cash purchase that you want to make, be it a new car, be it a down payment on a home, stuff like that. Okay, cool. But I wouldn't want an invest, a, a retirement investment account like an IRA to have a CD in it. Unless maybe at this point I'm rebalancing my portfolio and I'm in the withdrawal stage of an investor. And okay, yeah, I don't want any principal to ever go down and I want it to be in a CD or a bond or something like that. But no, not this person doesn't sound as if they're about to retire. This sounds like someone who is trying to build up their retirement assets. Exactly. And, and, I, and I think um, I pulled up, I want to, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Um, uh, share screen window. I think there's one here. So I just did like a quick search on uh, on bank rate, right? Mm -hmm. Just went to bank rate real quick. You know, I'm looking at, you know, let's talk about CD IRAs. We'll kind of do a sort on that. You know, so when we look at it, this, right? When we're looking at CD IRAs from a bank, they're giving us, again, a 0 0.03, a 0 0.01, a 0 0.01, right? So, uh, you know, I guess some of it, for, 0.45, but you got to have a 2000 deposit. It's only for a one and a half year term. Look at the terms. So when we're looking at even the, the savings account craze we have, right? Everybody's always looking for the, the next highest yield savings account, the next highest yield bank account. Right. Again, it's only a portion of my a portion of your assets is only going to be in those type of assets anyway. Right. right. If we're really building for long term, an IRA or we're, we're planning for retirement 10, 15, 20 years from now, there's not going to be much money in those accounts. So sometimes I don't get caught up in chasing the different banks with the different APYs to see if I can get the highest all the time, because that's a small portion of my plan outside of emergency fund savings. Right. right. Outside of money that I'm going to be spending in the next say zero to two years if I'm buying a house, down right. payment, those type things. But outside of that, I'm not using very many CDs. Right. No. You know, maybe short term, I may can use a CD ladder for the for the next year. Right. Maybe a CD or a bond ladder, just if I want to get more guaranteed rates or interest. But right. there's not very much where I'm going to be using CDs inside of a financial plan most of the time for long. I mean, never going to do it pretty much almost uh, long term, but sometimes. And, and think about it. We're talking about an IRA, right? The yeah. most amount of money I can put in an IRA for the year is sixty five hundred. So right. I must be using my available cash. I mean, that's already in there. It's like, I'm not going to waste my time and effort when I only right. have so much money that I could put in this IRA per year 
towards something that's not going to give me the growth that I personally believe equities would give me in that situation. Right. If we're going to we're talking about growth, there's a big difference between equities and a CD. Yeah. Oh, totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So I think, again, this is a part of a, what we talked about earlier. It's really a puzzle piece in your whole financial plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, there's there may be situations where it can fit, but we got to make sure is it the right timing for you to go do that? And I think that's where when we're looking at different financial strategies and that that puzzle piece has to that that overall puzzle has to be laid out first. Right. We're going to put the edges out. Right. Then we're going to work our way into the middle, just like we do a regular puzzle and uh, build our financial plan. So, you know, hopefully that helps on that question. Let's see what, what else we have. Uh, we may have one more just to. Uh, okay, um, just, here's one. My wife and I uh, were looking into more life insurance. We're offered getting an IUL. Should I do that or keep investing um, in life insurance separately? All right, let me do this one real quick. I'm gonna, Chris is going to give a measured professional answer. So I want to go first. He said. No. All right, and, 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 now, obviously, I don't know the person's situation. Everyone's situation is different. I would have to do a deeper dive into your personal situation to give you a more nuanced answer. I'm giving you the 10,000 feet in the air overlook. At, no, no, I don't think that you should be doing this. Because you're most likely trying to do this based on someone trying to sell you this as a great opportunity, right? Insurance in my world is an income replacement tool. There's a difference between investing and insurance. I want insurance to replace my income if something happened to me before time. What is time? Time for me is when all of the people who depend on my income are adults. When everyone who depends on my income is now 21 plus, I don't feel as if I need that life insurance because I was investing the difference that whole time. So my wife who may still need my income at that time, she has this big lump sum of an investment to live off on, which I was living off on anyway by that time. Mm -hmm. So it's just, don't believe the hype. Remember, when people are talking about money, they're most likely lying. <laughs> Always ask yourself, what are they getting out of it? If yeah. someone is singing the praises of some sort of insurance product, ask yourself the question, do they make money selling insurance? It's kind of weird how people who make money selling insurance are the mm-hmm. ones who sing the praises about investing with insurance. Maybe it's me. It just nope. seems odd. No. no, I, I think I and uh, JT, I'm the same way when it comes to like IULs. I'm, I'm big on again, in life insurance is for income replacement, right? You know, so we're, we're, we're replacing an income for a period of time, right. right? So, so we should be. I want my clients to pay themselves forever, not a company, right? Exactly. I, 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 I want you to pay yourself forever mm-hmm. because when you know the first thing when I'm looking at an IUL policy, let me see if I I'm you know, I'm big on showing things, guys. So, you know, I'm gonna I like to show the numbers so people see things and I mean, not just mm-hmm. talk about it. Right. So I'm a, I got I got an example. I know we going long, but it's maybe our last one. But I want to show you guys this. Anytime that you're buying an insurance policy. Right. Anytime that you're investing in, in something or, or want to in, they say to invest in it. I want you to always right. to tell them to run you an illustration and go and go to the hypothetical page. OK, mm-hmm. um, uh, let me see if I can pull this out. 
uh, enforce or if you have an existing policy, this is homework. If you have an existing whole life IUL policy, I want you to call your not your agent. I want you to call the one eight hundred number of the company, not the agent. <laughs> not, the agent. Call, <laughs> not the agent. Don't call the agent. I want you to call the one eight hundred number of the company. Okay, so call Transamerica. Okay, I want you to I want you to call. I want you to call. Uh, I want you to actually call the company. Okay. I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said a name, huh? You said the I name. love it. I love it. I love Look, it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm sorry. I want you to call the company and ask for in enforced illustration. Okay. Because when you get an enforced, now this is not an enforced illustration that I'm going to show you, but this is it's, it's like one. Hold on, I gotta delete I gotta delete a name so I don't get in trouble. One second. <laughs> y'all gonna have me I'm in trouble. Y'all gonna y'all know I can get hyped too. So don't don't don't, don't I, I'm trying I was trying not to let JT get me in trouble tonight. <laughs> I was trying to be on my best behavior. So he right. can best behavior. <laughs> so you can no, we can let him get mm. him all hype. Right. So I want um hold on. Let me uh let me go back. Stop share. Uh let me do it like this. Hold on for me, guys. We got you. We got you. This is some good stuff, I promise you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because th these are the things that people need to understand and the questions that they need to ask so that they can actually have a true comparison of what they're buying as a financial product. Yeah. And this is, this, so this is, and, when, and we were talking about doing research too. Uh, I just recently, uh, JT, I, I actually called uh, uh, seven different companies or people that I saw on Instagram, Twitter, you know, talking about the different mm -hmm. types of policies and I actually did appointments with them as if I was a client. Right. So I can so I can actually get the get their enforced illustrations because I want to understand how they still in this stuff. Right. Because right. you got you, you're really good at doing that. Right. Uh, so so I, I understand. Well, how do you sell it? What do you tell people? So that's what I did recently. I do that for fun. <laughs> like I love doing conversations like that. Right. To, to help people understand. OK, what are they saying? How does this work? So let me show you this, guys. This is what an enforced illustration looks like or a hypothetical looks like when you're looking at an IUL cash value, cash flow banking, infinite banking policy. This is what it looks like. OK, so so you're going to go to a page that has this stuff on here. It's going to say guaranteed, guaranteed yeah. illustrated value. value. So this is what's guaranteed to happen inside the policy. Right. And this is not for the this is not the life insurance class, but I will teach a life insurance <laughs> class, class and break this crap down. But I want you to understand. So we're talking about, hey, look, I want one of these policies I can borrow from. I want one of these policies that I can. Do. Okay, the the person put in sixty thousand dollars, sixty, sixty in ten years, and they said my cash surrender value is how much? Thirty five. Thirty five. The devil no, is a liar. I'm not, I'm not. So so sixty thousand that you put into the policy that, but you can borrow how much? Thirty five. For the first three years, no matter how much you put into the policy, that the cash value is zero. Now, yes, there's somebody's going to tell you to where. Well, maybe this is a poorly designed IUL policy. They should have they should have took the they should have put it into the uh, into the paid up additions versus the base. That's a whole other conversation, JT. Yeah. Right? It's it's, 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 it's what it's what people refer to as no true Scotsman's defense, right? Sure. So I, I'm a believer. I, I love arguments and debates and 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 different tactics. So no true Scotsman's uh, defense is basically saying anytime you point out something wrong they say oh it's because the policy that policy's wrong yeah. right mm -hmm. they'll always have some sort of scapegoat and say well that's yeah. not how i write it up and that, they'll say all of that stuff but at the end of the day it's a bad product yeah so i mean think about what you, 100 180,000 over a 30 year period you put in Right. And you got a hundred, you got a hundred thousand dollars after 30 years. So if you yeah. just do the income, income calculate, I mean, sorry, the compound interest calculated on that, 
it's totally different. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, again, the net death benefit is what seven hundred eighty-five thousand. There's so look, the death benefit doesn't like, even change. It doesn't no, even it does, change. It doesn't grow oh, because of again, course not. Yeah. And well, look at that. So the yeah. one eighty. So scroll because, back because down, what, Chris. Scroll well, back wait, wait, down. Wait, but this is the thing. It's because it's what death death benefit option. What a it's a level death benefit. So if mm-hmm. a, if an insurance agent sells you a policy like an IUA whole life universal life variable universal life and it has a death benefit option A level, they're getting more commissions on that policy as well. Because they're not, the, the cash value is not added to the overall death benefit. But again, when we talk about these things, they're, they're, you're never going to see a social media clip talking about the death benefit level option A or B. We don't talk, you know, so that's not sexy to talk about. Right. But so these are these is the level of detail. Like when you're sitting down with me as an advisor, see, this is the stuff that I want to go through. Right. This is the sexy stuff that I need you to pull before we meet. Let's go over your statements. Let's look right. at the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it's just unbelievable on this. So this is just like a quick example, guys. So if you have a IUL, whole life, variable life, universal life policy. Again, we just got to understand how is it how is it constructed, right? You need to go call your company, right, and get an enforced illustration. That's all I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> all right, all right, people. Thank you so much for the invite. I love the platform. I appreciate it. Hopefully, I didn't get y'all in trouble, and you will actually invite me back sometime. <laughs> You are definitely welcome back. Um, just to t- let you know, Simmons, no, we're not saying that you shouldn't get life insurance, but just oh, look no. into what your options are, okay? Like, yes. I have a term life for me. I have one for my daughter. I have one from um, for my niece and nephews. Just look at what your options. Sit with a financial advisor is, is what we, um, I highly recommend. Guys, we're, 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 we did give you guys overtime, which you guys deserve because we've been gone for two weeks. JT, thank you so much. Thank Chris, you, so much. you are amazing. Yeah, have a great night. Listen, thank you for coming to the Red Line. We'll yeah. see you guys next week. See you guys. <laughs> thank you.